Oh, hey, what's up? It's the Side Quest Live, your weekly journey into the wonderful world of video games. How are my levels? My levels okay? My microphone, hot mic. Let me, let me adjust this mic. I'm solo this week um, because Taylor's traveling and his internet sucks. Um, JJ's has JJ has no air conditioning in his basement, uh, in his dungeon. So it's like 97 degrees there. So he's not going to be broadcasting. And uh, Zach is um, asleep or he forgot or he has an excuse. No, Zach doesn't think that there's enough to talk about from his end. Guess what? I still have some awesome stuff to talk about. Uh, I am Dolly Domofsky. You can see by my name right there. Dolly Domofsky at Dolly Domofsky. Please feel free to follow me or yell at me, whatever. Definitely follow us at SideQuesting on all the social stuff. And please, if you're listening to this on a podcast somewhere, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube or on Twitch, please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. It really does help. Um, it gets our name out there. And um, it gets us more access to some of the coolest content that's that's happening in the the world of video games. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's important for for y'all to do that. Spread the word, okay? Um, uh, Uncle Dolly, Unky Dolly says so. However, uh, just because it's a solo show doesn't mean we're we're not going to have good fun and conversation. Please feel free. There'll be comments popping up somewhere on the bottom of the screen there from folks who are watching potentially. If anybody is. <laughs> um feel free to comment on the stream comment uh in the comments tweet at us that always helps too i'll try to get to as many questions as i can let's get into uh news which is where we always start each week and uh thought it was gonna be a slow news week we're kind of in the middle of summer right now <clears throat> there's typically not a lot happening around this time frame there's never really any good news, I guess, and uh, <clears throat> any news that does come out tends to be tends to be bad news. And hey, guess what? There's some some bad news popped up. Um, uh, we you know we spoke about some of the cool stuff at Comic Con last week. <clears throat> Back into the gaming aspect. Uh, well, let's let's get right into it. Um, uh, VR has been tumultuous, right? Obviously, everyone knows that. Uh, uh, VR has kind of hit a weird impasse at the moment where people aren't sure if they want to get into VR, if there's enough content coming out for it. <clears throat> Had, did it hit its peak a couple years ago with the PlayStation VR? Um, we don't know. Uh, what we do know is that companies are finding it more difficult to potentially invest in VR. Definitely companies um, like uh, Facebook Meta, as they've just jacked up the prices for some reason on the quest 2 headset so you can see it right there where it was 299 uh today's the last day you can get it for 299 starting tomorrow midnight tonight it's going to be 399.99 for the low end version 499 for the high end version a hundred dollar jump in price Woo. oh man um this is something that I think is just absolutely bonkers. You don't really know what you're doing from a business standpoint when you're raising the price on 
technology like this. I don't recall ever <clears throat> that game companies uh, or a company's raising the price of a gaming product uh, due to whatever reason. <clears throat> you know, the Switch was super popular over the pandemic. Obviously, its number soared. Nintendo could have very well raised the price of the Switch, but they didn't. In fact, <clears throat> they didn't because they released uh, the Switch OLED version for an extra 50 bucks. And or instead of instead of bringing the price up of everything, they said, hey, by the way, here's a brand new version. Um, other companies have done, have done similar things. You know, uh, we hear about multiple SKUs all the time um, during hardware launches. Obviously, the Series S and the Series X, maybe the Series R later. Um, PlayStation 5 with the digital and the disc-based version. <clears throat> companies don't raise the prices afterwards, but there's Facebook, there's Meta raising the price by 100 bucks on a device that's, that's plentiful. <clears throat> I don't know if they realize what they're doing. What they should, they say, yeah, you're going to get a free copy of Beat Saber. Well, cool. That's that's good. Thanks. For a game that I can probably get on sale in a lot of different places. Um, for a lot less than the like 50 bucks or $100. Definitely not worth $100. <clears throat> um, great game, by the way. You come out with a new version is what you do. You come out with a version that's higher end, and then you slowly phase out the older, cheaper model, right? You say, all right, this is going to be, we, we need to bump the price up to $399. So what do we do there? All right, we'll increase the, you know, we'll make the, the strap quality better. We'll introduce new colors. We'll introduce, you know, uh, uh, memberships or something that they'll pack in to make a premium version. Um, and then slowly work out the the other the other cheaper version. You don't just do it all at once. It's such a bizarre move by by Meta. There's a conspiracy theorist in me somewhere here that says they're gonna at the last second tomorrow morning they're gonna say, oh, you know, we saw all the uh, the outpouring. We saw everybody buying a bunch of quests over the week over the last couple of weeks. So we're gonna you know we're gonna keep the price the same. Which is yeah, that's the conspiracy theorist in me. Um, it is all just some big marketing play. It's not a big marketing play. It really is uh, Meta doing a really just bizarre move. They're saying it's gonna, it's to help kind of reinvest in their whole metaverse. Uh, obviously, this is this is the first year that Facebook Meta whatever didn't make a or the first quarter that they didn't make a profit. Uh, take that for as you will. I guess this this group is. Um, the metaverse group is like poor, losing money, bleeding money. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, raising the price is like the opposite of what you want to do. You see it in cars, but it's only happening in cars right now and vehicles and some other products due to logistical issues, due to things like that. You don't necessarily see it, necessarily see it in um, existing electronic items. But, hey, whatever. That's... Um, that's, that's Mark Zuckerberg for you, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's his MO. Um, <clears throat> other news, uh, actual good hardware news, which um, is sort of the offset of that in, in a way. You know, I mentioned that Meta, who have had good sales of the Quest, JJ has one. I think there's somebody else um, inside Questing staff that has one. Uh, that you can get, you can go to the store and pick them up. Something you can't go into the store and get and you probably maybe never will, 
is the Steam Deck. <clears throat> Surprise, Valve said, hey, great news. I'll share the tweet here. Great news. Uh, if you have your reservation in, you're going to get it by the end of this year, baby. They got all the supply chain. And really, <clears throat> it's not a parts issue right now. It's a supply chain issue, which means there's logistic aspects. There's all kinds of things that kind of lead up to. There may be enough chips available for the Steam Deck. There may be enough stuff for the hardware. It's the, um, <clears throat> it's all the stuff that, uh, that goes from then on. There's shipping constraints. There's, uh, you know, there's working workers. There's uh, all kinds of stuff <clears throat> that, um, that factor into this. So they've got, looks like they got a lot of that cleared up. Anybody, you know, this has a bunch of folks got moved up to quarter three from quarter four, but now everybody's getting theirs um, by the end of the year, which is cool. A lot of folks reserved their device and willing to wait it out. I mean, I did, I, I was lucky enough to be one of the first few, I guess, in the, in the first batch. I know Taylor got his soon after me. Um, there have certainly been other products that do that from like smaller boutique companies. Obviously, I mentioned the Playdate, uh, <clears throat> the analog pocket, that kind of stuff, where there are smaller companies that are pumping out these, um, uh, you know, the, these, these products. Valve is a giant ass giant company, massive company, um, one of the largest companies in gaming, and uh, they're not able to get product out there <clears throat> now is a steam deck popular um potential i mean it's popular amongst steam users which there are millions of steam users obviously um it's popular again uh, for this this subset of of gamers the subset this niche pc gaming group um really wants to take their you know take want to take their pc games with them and it's also i've mentioned in the past it's a great way to get people who are sort of tempted to dip their foot into PC gaming to get that into, you know, to get into PC gaming is affordable. It's a pretty decently powered system. It's not, it's not crazy powered. Obviously this laptop that I'm recording from has more power than it, than it does. My Xbox and my PS five have more power than it does, <clears throat> but it gets you that strong foot in the door um, of those who want to get into, into gaming. And for those, those of us that, that don't want to take their laptop and sit on the couch and watch a TV show and play games. It's also very good. Um, but uh, again, have these mega companies. Valve has access to tons and tons and tons of of uh, supply chain issue to 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 suppliers to partners where they could pump out as they could pump out as many of these as they can. Um, but you know, on the positive side, optimistic side, anybody who's pre-ordered it again. Uh, is going to get this by the end of the year. I guess the folks that did are willing to, you know, willing to wait a long time. If you pre-ordered your PlayStation 5 in November of 2020 and you were completely fine and okay waiting to November of 2021, would that happen? No, I don't think that would happen. So there definitely is a little bit of a um, <clears throat> weird uh, dichotomy there of, folks who are completely okay waiting to get their Steam Deck versus folks that are not okay waiting for a PS5 uh, for five minutes. But um, yeah, I think that's something that uh, the gaming industry has has uh, has to figure out <laughs> which side it falls on. Um, however, I think it's good news. Uh, I'm just a little salty that the Steam Deck is still in beta. I, 
I, I, Sam said the same thing. Um, there are folks out there, uh, who say it's totally fine that the Steam Deck isn't a fully finished product. You're not buying it for that. I, bullshit, it's $400. You're buying a Steam Deck. You're buying a product for a shit ton of money. It better be finished. Now, if it was $100, I understand. If it was $200, eh, maybe. Steam Deck is, you know, four plus. So that better be a finished-ass finished, finished product. Because, again, if my Xbox showed up, uh, which was 500 bucks, and that thing wasn't finished. If there were still software issues, if there were still control issues, and again, I've had issues with my controllers and my analog sticks on this thing and the touchpads, and the buttons are kind of weird, clicky, and sticky in this first run, um, I'd be pissed, uh, rightfully so. We do give, we do seem to be giving Valve a big break on this for whatever reason. However, again, I'm gonna roll that back. If you've really wanted this and you've been willing to wait that year, your year's coming up. And uh, you're going to get it by the end of this year. So that's, I think it's good news for <clears throat> some of the, the folks who are interested. I, I, I would love to see, again, and we've talk, spoken about it on, a, on, on the show many times, I want to see what a Steam Deck 2 is going to look like. And I, I have faith that Valve is going to iterate faster than the console manufacturers. I think, I think we'll see the first uh, whispers of the Steam Deck 2 or the proper first Steam Deck, because they're going to learn a lot from this. Um, within the next uh within the next year i you know this time next year next june i will someone will be talking about if this stays as you know stays the trajectory trajectory it is now i believe you know they're gonna be talking about the next iteration of the steam deck and how make it more user-friendly make it more product design friendly make it more robust because it's not robust it rattles um and so on there's a lot you can learn from it um this is Valve's very, very, very first piece of hardware. They've never created hardware, and they certainly have never created a user interface in the past. Just kidding. Um, they haven't changed the Steam interface, the Steam design, since like 2004. Um, but good news. Good news there for Steam Deck. Um, one more bit of bad news, though. <clears throat> uh, uh, sorry. Well. She's speaking to me. I again I've been things have been very sensitive with the with the the watch lately. I have no idea why. She picks up on all my conversations. Um if you've been looking forward to so we're in this big remake, uh re, remake, remaster portion of gaming right now, right? Um there's a lot of projects, they're brand new projects, big projects, AAA projects being invested in. The way to do the way to get money for a lot of these projects is to uh re you know, is to port, uh, remaster, and uh, and remake a lot of these older games, right? Because it's a less of an investment typically to do some of those things, and it brings in a lot of money. Um, <clears throat> uh, Aspire, uh, who have are port specialists, basically for they have been in the past for stuff like uh, Star Wars games for, for all kinds of games, really for a lot of existing games across different platforms. They've worked with, you know, basically everybody to get games on like on iPad and get games on switch and get games on PlayStation and Xbox and PC and move stuff around <clears throat> very talented group. So they decided let's make our own, our own reboot, our own remake, I should say of, of Knights of the old Republic, a game, which I don't think needs a remake. I think it's still a pretty good game. Um, but they said, let's, let's make our own version. Let's, let's final fantasy seven remake this be biznash and, um, and do it. Well, uh, Hey, bad news. Uh, that's, that's a lot harder 
when you're <laughs> when you um, don't necessarily typically do that kind of work. And so <clears throat> they're developing this game from the ground up and oh, minimize it. Apparently it ain't going so well. So it is uh, the game has been paused. Development has been paused, which is not a good sign. If uh, developments ever put on hold on a project, that means there are some major, major issues. So right now, Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg says, you know, it's paused. Everything he's heard from several sources. There's a big studio shakeup happening. Um, <clears throat> just stuff is not working out. They initially wanted to get this game out in 2022, right? This year, for the end of this year. That was sort of the initial talk when they first debuted this last year or whatever, uh, even before then. And that date has been slipping. That's why you didn't see, you haven't seen any gameplay. You've just seen like a quick little rendered video um, that date is slipping and they're finding it to be very difficult to meet any of that. And if you read, you know, read the article on Bloomberg, uh, there just seems to be all kinds of issues from leadership standpoint, development standpoint, uh, to the point where I would not be surprised personally if this game never comes out. I really don't think it's ever going to come out. I would have preferred for them to go ahead and make a new, uh, you know, make KOTOR 3. Um, that potentially is the way to go. Trying to remake this massive, massive RPG um, is difficult for a smaller studio like like Aspire. Um, they're not they're not AAA developer like Square Enix, and Square Enix took a long time to do Final Fantasy VII. To the point where they have to do it in chunks, right? Uh, so there, that's I mean, you're you're dealing with it, uh, and they're dealing with it, and we may not be dealing with it um, ever. <laughs> the game at the earliest, earliest, I would if this game were ever to come out, I would say 2025 at the earliest. It just feels like it's um, <clears throat> in more development hell than Metroid Prime Four. Metroid Prime Four. People like the face hates develop in development help. They did reboot Metroid Prime 4 um, and move it to uh um you know the devs of Metroid Prime series in general. Uh I don't know who the devs were before then, and now it seems to be in good hands, but yeah, this is not. It's definitely not. So who knows? Um, I don't think it's ever coming out, which is a bummer. So, anyways, that's it for news. <clears throat> Let's move on to some of the things that I've been Things that I've been doing. All right, so um, three things I want to talk about. One one thing that's, these kind of go hand in hand in a weird way. <clears throat> I've been watching this fantastic movie. Thanks to um, uh, Zach mentioning it. Uh, on uh, it's, it's on Netflix. Zach in the Discord, he kind of brought this up. Um, I'm, I love uh, Indian cinema. I love it. <clears throat> There's some fantastic movies, fantastic shows out there. Uh, I love it. I love everything about Indian cinema. I love Bollywood. I love that the whole scene. And I've, I've got a ton of movies in a DVD format that I used to buy all the time from like Best Buy and Amazon way back in the day, 15 years ago or so. Um, because I love sort of the epic scale stories that, 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 uh, that is really popular in that cinema. Um, maybe it's been around longer than like the Marvel stuff, obviously. And the, the large scale stuff that comes out of these things, these, a lot of the characters, they paint them almost as superheroes and a lot of famous characters, a lot of made up characters, obviously. Anyways, this latest movie, RRR, as I like to say, um, 
this is a one of the fight scenes for this movie. It's a an awesome, awesome movie. Um, I'm going to get pinged, of course, definitely for showing this clip. It's, it's Netflix's clip. Look at that. It's a Netflix clip. Don't worry. Um, really cool movie. Uh, it stars these these two guys uh, who are kind of on these opposing ends of this this war. This takes place during um, you know uh, during the British occupation. Uh, look at all those CGI animals. Um, uh, and so you have uh, this one dude Bream who is out to get to sort of save this young girl from his from his um, his village who's been kidnapped essentially after her family was killed, kidnapped by, by the British, uh, British forces. So he's there to save them, uh, save her. And then you have, um, I think his, his name's Ram on the other side, who is, uh, works for the British forces. And he's also, so both these guys are sort of, and he's, he's been tasked to try to find out who, who it is that's, that's coming to rescue this girl. Well, without too much of a spoiler, um, their stories interweave quite a bit, uh, and they have just some bonkers. I mean, the CGI is not good in this. It's, it's, uh, I don't. It's not even borderline, um, what uncanny valley. It's. I think it's designed like this on purpose to make it look over. Like, look at that. This dude just freaking whips him. <laughs> it's awesome. It's designed to be over the top, and I freaking love it for that sample. The story is great. Because um, as all Indian cinema, uh, you know, it, it ends up being very, very cool from that standpoint. Um, and, I mean, look at this kind of stuff. Yeah, he, he he let loose this tiger and now he's like sliding underneath. It's just freaking bonkers. But yeah, um, anyways, it's very cool. Love the character. Love the acting, the portrayals. Um, it's actually got a cool heartfelt story to it. I, I it's like, it's, of course, it's over three hours as as it is. Expect that going in. Um, definitely worth it. Uh, yeah, I would recommend it. It's really good. Um, put aside some time to watch it. Uh, and it's, it's all subtitled. Um, <clears throat> there are some English as so English points and there's a few, a few different, a uh, few other different languages, but, um, uh, you're going to have to be pretty focused watching it, but it's great. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I know, you know, it's been brought up in the discord. Is it, is is this game better? Is this movie better than everything everywhere all at once? No, 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 no. Everything everywhere all at once is still my favorite movie of the last couple of years, right? So, um, that's still, still, still the highest one. But <clears throat> what I was doing while I was watching this, playing a certain game, uh, on said Steam Deck. You guys remember the Steam Deck I was just talking about? Um, the game I was playing is Multiverses, which is a smash ass smash clone for uh you know for the several different platforms um pc obviously steam um playstation xbox and this is warner brothers taking all of their characters steven universe harley quinn you get aria from game of thrones you got batman superman Warner. you got all your favorites are here uh and the game's in beta it's an open beta right now um it's gonna run through seasons and all that kind of stuff it's very much a party fighter. <clears throat> I know a lot of folks don't like to call them party fighters. I think they're like super serious, highly technical fighters, but they are party fighters. The whole pur- the whole purpose of these games when they started was that they were just a stupid fun time. You play with your favorite character. You got Taz pointing his mouth. You got the, you know, um, the the character that Big Hero 6 is based off of. No, just kidding. Uh, 
uh, Iron Iron Giant. I know, um, but it's uh, th- that's the purpose of this game is is for fun. If it was meant to be this technically impressive fighter, you'd have much more basic style characters. And this this is this is for the folks that want to play as Wonder Woman and want to play as Superman in a fighting game against Shaggy against uh, you know Jake against whoever that's what this is for now that aside <clears throat> there are good technical chops to, chops to this that helps um it's actually got some good you know i love the double jump aspect i love the capability to finally get back onto the stage if you get knocked off which is difficult for me when i play smash brothers um <clears throat> very generous hitboxes uh, from what i've noticed in this game what much more generous than than smash bros uh, I will say this, and maybe it's because everybody's kind of new to the game now, but um, let me re- I'll replay this again. Uh, it's been a lot easier to play this game than it has been for Smash Brothers. Um, uh, f- from my standpoint, again, for the things I just said, uh, and, and it very well could be that people are just learning these characters right now. Um, but I I think the the only real faults I have with the game are that I mean it's fun. First of all, it's fun. I I'm having a good time. I'm not sucked into it though, <clears throat> like I was with Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers actually had all these characters I cared about. This is stuck to WB characters, so it's like whether you want Warner Brothers characters or not, you're stuck with them. You know, enjoy it. Uh, you know, Tom and Jerry and Scooby Doo and all that kind of stuff. Um, people I definitely wanted in a fighter. No, it, uh, it's interesting in, in that. I mean, I think some of the faults that I, that I'm kind of noticing right now, the stages aren't, there's not a lot to these stages. There's just a couple little platforms here and there. The smash brother stages are, they seem larger. They seem more varied. They seem like there's more stuff to do in the stage. This is very much <clears throat> focused on keep the area small and just beat each other up. Uh, which is, which I guess is fine. Um, but it's not, you know, it just seems kind of empty from that standpoint. And it all seems kind of empty because the roster is very small right now. Uh, and really the, I don't know when <clears throat> new characters are supposed to be added. I think LeBron James is the newest character because he's a very popular WB character. Space Jam, obviously. Um, but I don't know when new characters are going to be added in there. Uh, there's certainly a lot to to play from, but... Um, it's very sparse right now, and but but I guess the the added the the thing that keeps you coming back is is earning costumes and earning um, you know move sets or whatever, earning tokens, earning all that kind of stuff that sort of goes along with with uh, these live service games. And I think from that standpoint, same stuff you see in Fall Guys, same stuff you see in Fortnite, whatever. Um, I think this is actually kind of cool. It's obviously it's a game. It's a free to play game. Um, but that aspect is what's going to keep me coming back because I'm going to, le- I want to level up myself. I want to, I want, I like having that little carrot dangling in front of me to, um, you know, keep trying to get open up new characters, trying to get new costumes and, and maxing out my character's level, my personal level. So I think that part is actually really cool and something you don't see in smash brothers. You didn't see that Nicktoons rest in peace. You didn't see it. There's, there's like a lot of indie style fighting games like this. You don't see that in these um uh and i think going this route 
it is smart. At first, when I heard free to play, I thought, eh, the game's dead. Forget it. Free to play? Come on. It's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna survive. I actually do think this has this has legs. Um, as uh, I mean, Fortnite didn't have any characters when it started, it was just about the fun part. Um, it added characters as it went along, and now you can be uh, you know, you can be the rock, you can be 18 different versions of the of the rock and his characters um in Fortnite. <clears throat> I think that's gonna happen with this as well. If DC continues, you know, if Warner Brothers continue working on this, because obviously the stuff with Warner Brothers and Discovery and all that is very, very, I'm going to use tumultuous again, very tumultuous right now. Um, rumors, there are still persistent rumors. They're looking to just X all their game development stuff, which could kill this. I mean, it really could hurt this before it ever gets off the ground. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've even heard. I think it was uh, Mike Williams at Automatic Zen on Twitter said they may only keep like NetherRealm if WB goes through with it because, um, yeah, they're they're not they're wondering you know why why are we investing all this money for such little return when we can focus on some of the actual services and and streaming and stuff. So <clears throat> we'll play one more time. Um, I that being said, I like it. It's still pretty basic right now. Um, controls really well. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of good moves, a lot of like good moves, a lot of moves, a lot of ways to fight, and I think that's really cool. Um, and you really can in in this game more so than Nick the Nickelodeon game, more so than a lot of the other you know, some of the other platform fighters. This like Smash Brothers, I think, really will get people to kind of focus on their favorite characters, and I think that is. That to me is like the way to go. You want to get people to really love a character that they're playing with because they're going to stick with that character um, and want to actually be good at, with somebody that they're that they're comfortable with. So, anyways, I think it's cool. Um, it's free. Let's go ahead. Um, I do think that uh, one big fault is not putting a Smash Brothers clone on the Smash Brothers console on the Switch, but I actually think part of that might be because the game is still in beta. It's still being developed. They're still trying to figure out enough stuff when it gets far enough. Cause it's not, um, I'm playing on the steam deck as I'm watching TV all the time. It's not intensive. Um, even on the steam deck, there are some issues cause it's not natively made for steam deck, but, uh, it's not been verified yet, but, uh, um, I do have like some little frame rate things here and there, but, uh, for the most part, it's been pretty solid and it definitely doesn't seem to be, um, you know, cross play is great. Uh, um, it definitely doesn't seem to be something that um, is too intensive for the Switch. So I think it'll still come out for Nintendo's little console, uh, but probably when this sucker exits beta and they got some of the last play, you know, the 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 actual gameplay kinks worked out. But yeah, multiverse is good stuff. Check it out. Um, last but not least, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about my absolutely massive backlog. Uh, I am trying to get through... A lot of the folks are talking about Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and I freaking cannot wait to get into Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I ordered it. I ordered this whole cool special edition because I love the I love Xenoblade games. I have every single Xenoblade game. I've got to rebuy. I've got to buy the um, Switch remake of the first game because I already have the first game on Wii. I have it on 3DS. I have Chronicles X, and I have Xenoblade 2, which I'm playing right now. <clears throat> but I don't have the remake of the first one. And I have three coming, obviously. So uh, it's now slowly becoming this weird gotta catch them all thing for me. But um, 
that being said, everyone's talking about Xenoblade 3, and they're saying how much of an improvement it is and how it's maxing out the Switch hardware, um, which, you know, five five years into the hardware, it's that's good. I think it's it's probably about right. Um, we're getting close to, this, to the Switch 2 or whatever it's going to be called uh, the next year. Um, <clears throat> but it's sucking up a lot of my time. I'm actually going in a minute after we're done here. I'm going to go play. Uh, the Xenoblade... Chronicles 2 is uh, I loved one because the characters in one were very endearing. Um, uh, you it was a small group of folks and you really focused on it was a it felt like a big world, right? Very traditional JRPG um, with a lot of action built in. Um, Xenoblade 2 definitely pushed in a kind of a, a more broader direction. The world's much bigger in Xenoblade 2. And I'm hearing Xenoblade 3 is like five times bigger than 2, which is bog already boggling my mind. Um, <clears throat> and I poured over 100 hours into Xenoblade 1. So that's on the 3DS. That tells you something. Xenoblade 2 is going to take me forever. But um, I'm playing Xenoblade 2 now. I've got to finish it before I get into Xenoblade 3. I'm not going to... I've decided I'm not going to start it. So I'm curious if other folks have these like very specific backlog lists like my backlog list right now i can hop into any of the action games i want to I can hop into like some of the more open world stuff like um horizon i gotta finish horizon zero dawn i gotta finish some of the other stuff out there that i have i think miles morales i gotta finish but i can hop into those anytime but rpgs if you step away from an rpg for too long most rpgs take freaking forever to figure out where you're i mean you could lose like hours figuring out where you are and sort of restarting areas um god forbid you got uh like what happened to me you start playing <clears throat> dragon quest i think it's six on uh, the ds and um i'm completely lost every time i pick that game up i have no idea where i'm supposed to go so um and i play for like seven eight nine ten hours and then i put it away because I still don't kind of know where I'm going. And then I pick it up like months and months later. So I'm still, still got a ways to go in that game, but I figured I'm going to put a list together of the, of the RPGs that I've got to knock out um, before I really get into other stuff. Now, <clears throat> Xenoblade three is going to be the kind of game that I play alongside some of these. Um, I'm finishing up Xenoblade two right now. Uh, I'm not touching Xenoblade three until I finish Xenoblade two and then live alive. I'm definitely going to do live alive. I've started playing that a little bit concurrently, but as soon as Xenoblade 2 is done, I'm finishing off Live Alive because that's only like a 20-hour game. I would not be surprised, actually, if I sneak in Live Alive in between then and I actually kind of finish them around the same time. Um, my goal is to get both of those done mid-August. Uh, mid so I've got like two and a half, maybe three weeks to really knock through this. After that, <clears throat> Pokemon Arceus. I've got to freaking finish Arceus. I'm halfway through that game. I really enjoy that game because of how different it is. Because, hey, guess what? There's a new Pokemon game coming uh, in November. So I've got to finish Arceus. Immediately after I finish Arceus, I've got to finish Triangle Strategy. I've played enough of Triangle Strategy to absolutely love that game. Um, it's in my top five of the year already. <clears throat> and that's without even finishing it. And that's only playing like 10, 12 hours of the game. So really enjoy that. Now, this is where things get crazy. Um, I never got too far into Cyberpunk 2077. So that's my next game on the list. I got to knock that out. And then I figured, okay, that one is about 20-something hour game I'm seeing, um, 20 to 30 hour game. I can probably kill, you know, kick that one in a, in like two or three weeks at most. Um, so no no issue there. If I really put my head down, I'd probably kick that out in like a week and a half. Um, so that 
all that should put me through to uh, November. Um, after that, things are going to get kind of crazy. Trying to figure out because there's going to be new RPGs popping up. Um, obviously, you have uh, not Starfield, thankfully. <clears throat> but God of War is going to be around that time. You got the new Pokemon game. Da, 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 da. Um, this is where I have to finish Dragon Quest 11s. So on the Switch, I have that version, which is the best version of the game. Um, I've got to finish that. That's that's on my list. So that'll be probably be tail end of this year, beginning of next year. And then on top of that, after that's done, I'm finally, finally, finally going to get back into The Witcher 3 and finish The Witcher 3. So my RPG goodness. And again, like I said, this is going to be Xenoblade 3 is going to be played throughout this whole time frame that I'm playing all these. So Xenoblade 3 is probably going to be another 100 plus hour epic. So <clears throat> for me, at least. Right. So from now until I'm going to say March of next year, my RPGs are set. Um, I, I'm going to start Pokemon when that game comes out. Right. Whatever the Crimson Chat, whatever that's called. Uh, I'll be starting that game. Um, so that's another thing to run in there. But at least like, I can definitely say from now until March of next year, uh, I'm. those are my RPGs, and uh, it's it, it's a mission. A lot of folks are able to knock through this stuff. I'm not <laughs> because of timing. But again, having something like a Steam Deck, having the Switch, let me watch TV and, and check out this stuff. So I'm curious. Feel free to leave in the comments. Hop in the Discord. Let us know what games are on your. If you have an RPG hit list, what are those games that you gotta you gotta you gotta um, plow through? Definitely uh, let me know because I think um, it's an interesting interesting topic. Uh, speaking of topics, that's basically it. We're done. We're done for today. A nice short show, thirty eight minutes. Oh, Playland's on there. Hey, Playland, Playland, check out Playland's review of uh, Floppy Nights. Kind of finished up the review on um, uh, did a review for us, so check that out. It's kind of a cool sort of card turn-based card strategy type of hybrid thing with a real fun um, energetic twist. So yeah, check out his review of, of that on the site. Um, but with that said, that's it. We're packing it in. It is Sunday night. It's 940. Um, and uh, I'm going to go play some video games. Check us out. Again, sidequesting.com. Side bleh. There you go. My tongue's too big for my mouth. Sidequesting.com. Sidequesting TV on Twitch. Side questing on YouTube, do all the rate review, yada yada yada. Uh, Pax West is coming up, so check out the Pax West party list, which we started. We've already got like four events on there, and August is tomorrow, so we're not even in August yet. So it's good stuff happening. With that, we'll see you on the next episode of the Oh uh-huh.